This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully and I'm today joined by Stephen Day over on Zoom. Stephen, how are you doing, mate? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And this is what we've got coming up for you today. We start by looking back on a mad end to the January transfer window, discussing the outgoings, incomings, missed deals and what we made of it all. We also look at the five polls we've been banging on about all weekend and we give our take on some very, very interesting opinions. And we will lastly visit Saturday's match with Huddersfield Town and look into the rest of February and what we can expect from the month. So I think the best place to start with, Stephen, is the January transfer window. And we saw four outgoings in the end with Elliot Lee, Kyoso, Osho and Isted all departing. Yeah. So what did you make of... Elliot Lee going on loan to Oxford. I'm I'm happy that he's gone to Oxford, really, because he uh, obviously wasn't getting game time with us anymore. Where I, I thought he would under Nathan Jones, but uh, obviously he hasn't maybe earned his place. So I'm happy to see him go out and go to quite a good side as well, and hopefully yeah. get a lot of game time for the rest of the season. So he's not stagnating with us because he he was became an integral part of last season. He was pretty much one of the first names on the team sheet for Nathan Jones. Yeah, pretty much. And I thought I thought that was a sign that he was going to hopefully push on and become a an okay player in our side, someone that can feature every week. And it's just not really worked out for him. No, and a, a point on Oxford is that they're, they're doing really well at the moment. I think they're seven, yeah. games, seven games unbeaten. So... They are yep. for the uh, promotion places. And and they are three points outside of the playoffs and two places behind it. So there you go. That hopefully. Is, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully good, you can help them push on for promotion. And then we saw Kyoso be recalled from Bolton and immediately sent back on loan, but this time to League One Northampton. What did you make of that? It was, it was a weird one because I was thinking if he's coming back, because of Norrington Davies leaving, then I would expect him to stay and hopefully get some game time with us. But um, obviously he wasn't really part of the plans and I don't know whether it was because of Norrington Davies or because of um, because of the the level that Bolton are at. Not no disrespect to them because we've been, you know, we're in we were in League Two a couple of years ago. So no, it's not. It's not a bad level, but maybe Jones thought he'd be better off playing in League One rather than League Two. And I think that shows that he is a part of his plans for next season by getting him in League Two, having a spell in League One, so he's ready for the Championship next season. Hopefully, yeah. That I mean, that might have been the uh, the the goal 
all along to have him do half a season in League Two and do half a season in League One to get him ready for that because last season was playing National League. So it's yeah, a big step up for him. Yeah. And then we had Osho that went to Rochdale, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I'm not really too sure what to make of him because he's, he's looked good when he's come into the side. I, I don't know how many appearances he's actually made, but he's, he's looked okay. And then see him go out, I guess it's just another one of those ones to get him prepared for next season where, where he might feature more. Yeah, and I guess those ones, sort of the younger players heading into League One, it's a, it's a good level of football to have our youngsters at. Yeah. And yeah, both 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 um, Osho and uh, Kiosa are in sort of bottom of the table clashes. So like, it's good good experience for both of them. Yeah, well, Oxford were bottom bottom of the table clash, but it looks like they could be challenging for promotion as it goes. Yeah, and, and as we've seen the the, I think it might have been about a week ago. Now we've seen Isted head back to Wildstone, but yeah. I was quite surprised with this one because I thought. He had been doing really well, progressing really well at Wildstone. He'd become a, quite a well, quite an integral part to their side, and fans were giving him great reviews. But yeah, what that would have earned him a move to League Two, maybe. I guess it kind of depends on interest because obviously, Wildstone love him, so they they were probably interested in him once he went came back to us. They're probably thinking, let's let's try and get him back in, and it's a matter of if other clubs wanted him or if they've got other goalkeepers that they want to give game time to because I assume that not many teams want to let their goalkeepers go out at the moment because of the the mad fixture schedule so I assume it could have just been a matter of interest as well as he's obviously done well so far there so why why take him away from a good environment yeah and obviously he's still young I don't expect him to break into the side next season I expect him to keep going on these loan spells so maybe it is yeah a good good move for him to be at a club that yeah knows him well he knows well and has been performing at exactly and I, I don't really see him becoming an integral part of our plans it might be like a how Elliot Justin was back in back in the non-league days where he was you know near near enough the side going on loan getting some good game time but other than that like I I don't see him getting, if we stay in the championship, at least, I don't see him getting too near to the, the first team squad unless it's, um, you know, unless it's cup games or 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 with, with let goalkeepers go and we've not really been able to get anyone else in. Yeah, definitely. And with that as well, we saw in the end three incomings with two right at the death. But we first yeah. saw Naismith come in, who is a, pretty much a utility player from from Wigan yeah I think that's a good signing as well we've obviously seen him a few times now so I think I think we're it was a good signing because he obviously could play across the pitch basically so anyone that goes off injured if he's on the bench he can slot in anywhere and or if he's already on the pitch he can slot back into a different role and let another player come on and he can you know go forward go back he's a really good player to have in the squad. Yeah, yeah. One of those that you hear managers all the time say, I'd love to have a player like that in my squad because he can do pretty much everything bar, bar being a keeper. Yeah. And then well, we sort of um, Tom Ince be announced on the sort of the final hours of the transfer window, which was quite a big move for us. Yeah, I, I saw Jones say that it was... Um testament to, to how we're growing as a club to get a player with that sort of reputation and name but I can't say I'm overly excited by it I feel like he's another sort of player that will probably sit on the bench and become a game changer rather than start a lot unless unless he starts off well I just I think with with how Stoke fans have been talking about him and his his re- record over the last few seasons I'm, I'm unsure of whether we can get the best out of him. And I heard, I don't know if it was rumour or whatever, um, but I heard that Nathan Jones didn't really use him at Stoke. So I'm not too sure why we would have signed him if he, if then two didn't really see eye to eye at Stoke. Yeah, and I guess that's, Stoke are in a similar position to us. They're sort of mid-table. They might be pushing towards promotion more than we are, but if he's not getting too much game time, maybe a, tad better club at the moment I 
yeah, I'm, I'm unsure if he's sort of the player we need. But at the same time, just the name Tom Ince, it's just a signing that would impress most. Yeah. Even in the rest of the championship, I think quite a lot of clubs would be happy with that signing. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of getting the best out of him because obviously he's, he's a sort of past his better years. So hopefully he can just use his experience and and be a good player going forward for us. And then the third and final signing was past the 11 o'clock deadline, but I, I guess we got all the uh, paperwork sorted before, but yeah. that was Elijah Adebayo from Walsall. What did you make of that? I think I think that's a good signing. I'm not overly um, excited for this season for him. I think he's probably going to be like how we use Nombe. Uh, he's going to be on the bench, maybe maybe come in for a game here or there if we're if we're uh, got a few fixtures during the week, you know, like three fixtures in a week. Maybe he'll like come on and maybe start a game midweek. Or I, but I don't see him as a a real impact player for the rest of the season. I see him more as a future signing. Yeah, and I guess with with Nombe as well, does that hinder his progress? Are we likely to see less of him now and well, not see much of him until he heads back to MK Dons? I mean, I hope not because I'd hope that both of those players can get game time with us, but it's just a matter of do we see Nombe as a player that we want to sign now? Because obviously we've got the option to buy him, but we're not is not guaranteed to sign for us. And seeing his progress so far this season, it's it's looking like it could be a little bit unlikely, especially with Adebayo coming in. It seems like it might be unlikely for him to sign. It seems that Jones was trying to play him as more of a winger. In When he has come on, he's, he's brought him on sort of as a left winger quite often. So I don't know if Ince's signing will also hinder that progress. Yeah, well, maybe Inter signing will will make Jones play out of bio, uh, Nombe as more of a uh, striker. So I think when I um, attended the, uh, I think it was the Preston game. Um, one of the lucky few. Yeah, <laughs> one of the lucky few. He, uh, I think he came on for the the last ten minutes of the game, and he he looked decent. He looked energetic, like he was ready to go. It's just. I think he just needs more game time. That's it. Yeah, definitely. A young player needs that game time. No matter yeah. where it comes from, he, he he needs it. Yeah. And back to Adebayo, I think with me saying that it might not be a signing for the season, there's a chance that he could be because he's, he's different to our strikers. He's more of a a powerful player that can just, just get a goal from nothing where obviously Collins and Hilton typically would be able to. But I think Adebayo is more one of those ones that with him being, I think it was six foot four, if we if we're if our game plan is out the window, we can start knocking the ball forward and hopefully he can head the ball on to someone on the wing or hopefully yeah, hopefully he he's a different sort of uh power going forward. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is interesting to see how how that one progresses. But at the same time, we also had rumoured players that didn't leave the first one that comes to mind is Peli Ruddock there was yeah. quite a lot of late interest from I think it was Norwich and Brentford and he, I think it was even uh, West Brom of the Premier League were, were interested in them yeah I saw I saw that but I with him being with us for the last what seven years I there's always been rumours of him leaving in January or summer and I just I've learned to sort of just ignore it because yeah, most of the time there's it's not it's more interest than it is chance of him leaving. So I I didn't take too much notice of it. If he if he did leave, I would have been devastated. But at the same time, might give room for other players to have started. But I think I'm, I'm happy that he's he's stayed with us. Yeah, I hope he think- remains with us for his career. Yeah, definitely. That's what that's what we want to see. We want to see him progress from the conference to the Premier League. That will be some story. But I think there was <laughs> we'll a get there first. Well, yeah, that is that is the task. But I think with Pelly, I think there was interest a couple of years ago from Leeds and Aston yeah. Villa as well. I think when Aston Villa were in the Championship, and it was just yeah. something, as you say, that we've learned to deal with because there will yeah. be interest, and probably more because of his story. 
than yeah. his actual ability maybe maybe it's more about how he's continually progressed and that is something that, that yeah they are looking for rather than his actual ability yeah and i think maybe maybe his downfall for if he did want to leave is his attitude sometimes because obviously we we know that we can see we can see two sides of him in one half the the sort of player that can take hold of the game and change it completely and create a goal out of nothing to so once he loses his confidence, he sort of uh, the game just bypasses him completely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wonder if uh, clubs have seen that sort of attitude and thought is is a bit of a risk to take, and it's not really a a time right now to take risks on big signings. So I wouldn't as yeah, I wouldn't see him go for a small fee really. No, that would it would have been quite heartbreaking if he would have left because it would have been likely that it would have been a small fee with just six months of his contract remaining. Exactly. And another player who was in the same position was Sonny Bradley. And that was yeah. probably, that was a lot more difficult to hear because of Preston's interest and then Preston go and lose their main centre-back. So we've sort of on deadline day, I was a bit anxious that he was on his way too. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the Ben Davies signing, and I was thinking, oh, that's it, that's that's Bradley gone, and we're we're stuck with a with one less centre back. Because I was thinking, there's, I get the feeling we probably haven't tried to uh, fill the gap with with it not being so the uh, st- strong the uh, rumours for him leaving. Obviously, there were strong rumours him going, but it didn't feel like there was a lot of traction to it. It felt like it was a uh, Preston were monitoring him because of people monitoring their centre-backs, but then, as you say on the thing, they, they signed two centre-backs, so within within about an hour or two, the, the worry was gone. That was it. I think they were as good as our signings, seeing that Preston had signed two good quality centre-backs. Yeah. And then we had Brendan Galloway, who had been rumoured to join Shrewsbury, and I'm pretty sure they tweeted that they'd signed him few days before but then it turned out that he'd failed a medical I think I think I don't think they 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 tweeted that they signed it but I think there was a lot of um people like from Sky a lot of people with sources saying that he's a, a, a deal has been agreed okay uh, yeah yeah they, they might have tweeted it saying that a deal has been agreed but um obviously failing the medical is kind of what I was expecting when I saw that I was thinking are they really going like is, is someone really going to sign him at this point where he's just come back from injury and he's not match fit at all not not one bit is he he's he's a player that obviously has promise from being playing with Everton at such a young age but yeah just an unfortunate story with the amount of injuries and it's something that it seems he won't ever get past yeah, exactly. I remember. I remember when he was younger, but he there was a lot of interest in him and a lot of uh, speculation that he he could go on and become a Premier League centre back. But injuries and maybe other things that we don't know about has just hindered his progress. And here we have him failing medicals, going like for for um, teams lower down there in the football league. Yeah, and with that as well, it's he's now probably our third choice. Left back, any after Potts, after now Naismith, and yeah, they even trust Craney there more just because, yeah, maybe of that spell that he had last season at the end of the season where he was solid enough for us, yeah, even even Bree can go left back, so yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've, in that department, we're very well, very well stocked up, yeah, and then obviously, we had the Rumoured players that did not end up arriving in Scott Twine, who was linked from pretty much the get-go in January. What did you sort of make yeah. of that story? I I was quite excited by it, but it's another one of those ones where when there's like a, a rumour that ends up being like a, a long-term rumour, I, I sort of lose trust in its credibility and lose excitement for it because... This the way we signed Adebayo. There was no rumors, no nothing. It was a proper loot and signing where we just pop up out of nowhere, like Peter O'Rourke or however you say his name on Twitter. 
rumors it about an hour before he signs, and it's that's that's the sort of signing that we have usually. Yeah. And then Twine was rumored the whole way through, and it was I get the feeling it's one of those ones where we were monitoring him and maybe had um Kean and Jewsby Hall gone back to Leicester, we might have properly gone in for him. Because I remember seeing there was a bid rejected. Um I get the feeling we were like, we're not going to overpay for a player that we don't necessarily need right now. Yeah, yeah, because that was sort of the time where the rumours started emerging when there was talk about Dewsbury Hall returning. But yeah. I don't know if it was seen as a direct replacement because Dewsbury Hall's played a lot further back than I thought. I thought when we signed him, it was more of an attack-minded midfielder, but... Yeah, drops in quite a lot to a more of a defensive midfield position, and Twy yeah. is sort of an out and out attacking midfielder that likes a shot at the edge of the box, sort of like a George Grant kind of player that yeah, would loves getting into sort of those little pockets just just ahead of the rest of the midfield. So I'm proper... not too sure if if that would have hindered, but at the same time, yeah, it just never looked like materialising into something that we were going to do. Yeah, I I thought we might have gone for it with him, but at the same time, we know we know the stance of all three of the board, Nathan Jones and MacArthur, that we won't we won't overspend, we won't go out and out for a player unless we unless it's guaranteed that it's worth it. And there's never a guarantee that it's worth it. So I think they probably put finances and and trust that they were doing the right thing over, you know, over making, taking a big risk. Yeah, yeah. And then could be deemed the same with Carl Edwards, who was rumoured yeah. right at the end, because again, that seemed like quite a risk because of his goal scoring record. It's obviously not as prolific as we need, albeit he's probably a very, very good player and a player that we'd would have liked to have seen in a Luton shirt, but maybe not having those stats to back it up. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, it might have been like a, a financial thing where Tom Ince was probably like, obviously his wages are going to be a lot higher. Um, but with West Brom and Carl Edwards, they might have said, we want him to be playing week in, week out. Whereas Stoke might be thinking, if we can get him off the... off. The wage, but even if we're paying half of his wages or all of his wages, we don't have to. We're not. We're not required to play him week in, week out. Whereas I just think West Brom, as I said, like would probably want Carl Edwards to be progressing and being one of our important players. And I just think Nathan Jones probably didn't want to risk anything like that. A bit of a not a safe bet, but one of those that Stoke were happy to let go without needing him to play week in, week out. And I saw as well that people, just from watching his YouTube highlights, were comparing him to a younger, more dy- dynamic version of Loire Loire. But yeah. That would have been nice to have, but I don't think it would have addressed our, our issue of not scoring enough goals at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think it with... With making a smart decision, we've gone for experience over over a younger player, and obviously, Kin and Drewsby Hall is a sort of goes against that. But we've, I think, Nathan Jones saw that he was a a brilliant midfielder and could easily go into the team. Whereas Tom Ince has got the experience of the championship, higher up level as well. So, and Carl Edwards has only sort of played a few championship games here and there, and we've gone for a, a smarter decision rather than a, a risk. Definitely, definitely. And that, that leads us nicely on to our, our five polls that caused caused quite a lot of um, reaction, to be fair, in the end. majority yep. of people agreed with the... Well, pretty much there was a high percentage of people agreeing with whatever we put out. And the first one we we asked people was, when fully fit, does Morel deserve a run of starts? And a high yeah. percentage, I think it was 79% in the end, said yes. And is that something that you you fully agree with? 
Yeah, I think when I read about what Nathan Jones said about Morel, it, it, it seemed as if there was a few things between the lines there, but um, I think he does have to earn his place the same as every other player, but with with our attack sort of uh, falling short each game, he seems like a sort of player that can just sort of switch it on and go for it in the in the final third. Whereas Kinnaju's before, as you said, is a sort of um, a deep deeper player. Whereas Morel probably gets fooled a little bit more, and I think has a little bit more power and confidence to shoot. Whereas Jewsbury Hall is more of a he creates everything. But as it says on here. And Nathan Jones seems to think of him as more of a defensive midfielder, whereas I sort of disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with I agree with you there that he's a player that when he when he has come on and when he has started, he likes to travel travel with the ball. And he, I think it was against Sheffield Wednesday, or a, no Cardiff, it was it was the horrible defeat yeah. at Cardiff, and he just came on, got the ball, and had a. Shot from about thirty yards, hit the post, and it was the closest yeah. time all game. Just and that was exactly within like needed all game. Yeah, and it was like within like two minutes of coming on the pitch as well. And it's like it's just when when Pelly is like huffing and puffing, but not really doing much. That's the sort of player you want to come on. Sort of player that is just aggressive in the final third. Yeah, and he possesses that that quality as well. He's a player that will help us dominate possession. I think with yeah. Pelly and Ray, sometimes they both they're both confidence-based players. That if things start to go wrong, that's it for them. They, yeah. they can't sort of work themselves back into it. It's either they start really well and have a bright game, or they start poorly and it just continues. Yeah, I think Morel was probably a, a good player to to have to sort of change for either of those players. Being as Nathan Jones seems to think of as a defensive midfielder, but yeah, I think he's the sort of player that you want to come on if everything's going wrong, or sort of player you want on the pitch when things start going wrong to sort of look to to, to sort of change the way we play because it has been a lot recently where going through the middle of our our team, like teams can just sort of cut us apart and or we make mistakes and suddenly it's you know we're one on one or we've got two defenders back against four attackers and it's just sometimes our confidence in the midfield like runs out. I think Morel's probably sort of a a player that can keep his head. Yeah, and going back to what you're saying about teams just carving us open sometimes, it always seems that clubs can are a lot closer to scoring than we are. It usually just takes one through ball, like Armstrong on Saturday, uh, for Black, yeah. it was just one ball over the top that he scored from, and he also had that opportunity right at the start of the game, which Bradley made one of the best tackles I've ever seen. Yeah, it always seems that we have to do so much before we even have a chance of shooting at goal. Yeah, I think that's the way Nathan Jones likes to play as well. He he wants to work the ball into the final third, so it seems as if we're he's creating a bit more of a problem than what we need, but at the same time. It's how he wants to play, so we've got to sort of stick with it. And we know it worked in League Two after a year or two of him being being there. I mean, in his first full season, we finished fourth, so it obviously works. So yeah, just trust that it will start to click soon enough. That's it. We we can have yeah, we we can definitely have that trust in in Nathan Jones that when he is at the club, he will work his hardest and he will get the best out of the players. Yeah. And that goes to the sort of the second poll about Harry Cornick because Cornick was a, a Nathan Jones signing, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, because he um he signed uh before Nathan Jones' first full season. I think it was twenty sixteen. And then twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them. I know it was. Re- yeah, I know it was. There was recently something about. He'd, when he signed, but yeah, I can't remember for the life of me. But <laughs> the, the poll we put out was, does he do enough to warrant a starting place? Which again, I think it was about 80% of people opted for yes. 
And it was one that I thought was going to be a lot closer than it actually was. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a very interesting one because obviously he's been sort of a mainstay in our team since he signed. And then this season, he's sort of lacking a bit in scoring. But I don't know whether that's a, a, a difference between how Graham Jones had him playing and the way Nathan Jones has him playing because he's sort of the way I see Cornick under Nathan Jones is more of a winger that creates goals rather than scores goals that's it yeah he's he's been asked to play a lot wider than he ever has been yeah. before and for him that's definitely resulted in the lack of goals and that's not his job anymore I don't think I don't think he's viewed by Jones as a player that will go out and score 10 plus goals like he I think he nearly did last season but yeah I think with Cornick is that technically he's getting a, a lot better. His ability yeah. to, to beat a man. We know what's coming as well. We know that he's going to yeah. go around the defender on the right. You know he's going to just do anything in his power to get the other side of him. But yeah, his clo close touch control now is allowing him to just absolutely blitz defenders. It was one game against yeah. um, Brentford as well where he gave Rico Henry who is arguably the best fullback in the division, the toughest game yeah. we probably have this season. Yeah, exactly. And I think, obviously, the standard of fullbacks are better than what they were in, in League 2 and League 1. So we see a bit less of him being able to beat players because, obviously, sometimes he falls a bit short with, with beating players on the wing and getting crosses in. Um, I think, as you said, like, he's getting technically better, but I just think he was very useful with scoring goals last season. So I, I, I don't see why with why Nathan Jones is making him more of a, a, a creator of goals than a scorer of goals, because we know that he can score goals. I remember specifically like that, that header against West Brom near the start of the last season. That was a brilliant header. We know he can score. Obviously, he has those moments where he gets a little bit too excited and just shoots anywhere. But I'd rather see him get in scoring positions and try more than say crossing the ball into no one i think i gave quite quite a um disrespectful comment to him i, I said that i'd prefer sluger in those goal scoring opportunities <laughs> than cornick at the moment and but you know what i mean with him you never have that much confidence in him if he goes one on one yeah. deeper you you don't have that confidence you you should have in a player a forward player like like Cornick yeah exactly I just think if he started scoring goals again he'd he'd be a little bit more confident with his ability to be a goalkeeper and I think maybe Nathan Jones has seen because of that uh, that uh, lack of ability to be a goalkeeper one-on-one -on -one, he's thought right, let's utilise him somewhere else, whereas he can still score goals because he gets in positions and scores them. But, there's, you know, there's been a few times when he, when he first started playing for us. I remember him missing sitters from, I think, away at Exeter, away at Oxford, home to Wickham, lots of times where he's missed those sitters and maybe Nathan Jones got fed up with it and thought, let's make him into a a winger that can create goals rather than a more of an attacking player that can score goals. And in his absence of becoming more of a winger and ultimately the job falling to Collins, our, the third poll was looking at how important it would be to sign a striker before the deadline, which obviously our prayers got answered yeah. when we signed Adebayo. But at the time just under half of people thought it was very important whilst about 40% found themselves somewhere in the middle. So yeah. it showed that yes, people felt that Collins wasn't the answer, but at the same time felt that we could survive to summer without yeah. that striker. But I think having Adebayo in there is something different. Exactly. I think I, I personally was more in the middle because I, I do trust Collins and even Hilton, if Hilton gets a goal, obviously 
he had that miss, whether it was offside or not, the, the whole thing. I, I, I think it was offside against Blackburn. Um, but, yeah, with him missing that, obviously I think people were losing confidence in him to be able to score even a goal now. Um, I, uh, I I do have confidence in, in our strikers, but and I thought maybe we're going to, again, not take a risk and wait until summer to sign someone that we know that we can get. But without a buyer, I think that was one of those ones where it was either we do it now and take a small risk on a younger player or or wait until summer and try and get a little bit less of a risky player. Um, but ultimately, I'm you know quite happy that we have got another striker in that can hopefully change change our fortunes going forward. Change our playing style, really. He's a player that when things will go tough, we can, as much as I like playing good football and Luton have been a team that have been playing really good football under Nathan Jones, but to switch it up, something that we we can utilise to our, yeah. our advantage. Yeah, because I remember like under Nathan Jones, a lot we've said like in the last since he's um took over in 2016 i know a lot of times people have been saying we've got no plan b when when it goes wrong it goes wrong we've got nothing to do and i remember in in the league two promotion season i remember thinking we we were starting to lose our pace a little bit with uh scoring goals and i think there was a few games where near the end of the season we just knocked it forward and Elliot lee got on the end of it or someone got on the end of it and just popped a goal and I was thinking we need to have this this other outlet to go with rather than sticking with passing football passing to the wing and crossing it in and scoring when that doesn't work we need something else going forward I hope hopefully Adebayo gives us that and that's not to say that Collins has done a bad job at all because he's still a physical presence but he just doesn't exactly he's 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 smaller than every pretty much the majority of centre backs we come out come across. Exactly, which is just he's he's not going to win everything. No, and, and there's a lot of strong tall defenders in this league. Yeah, yeah, more so than we've ever seen before. Yeah, going up the leagues, they that's where they are. The exactly ball playing centre backs as well. That's the other part of it is that they are clever players. They yeah. know where to position themselves, even if they are a little bit smaller. Exactly. And then the fourth poll was looking to Andy Shenny and whether he has played his last game in a Luton shirt, which, again, it, this was the biggest margin of victory with 83% people saying yes. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that everyone seems to think, or the majority of people seem to think that he's played his last game because I think if, uh, if Nathan Jones saw something in him for the future... He wouldn't have been sent off on loan to to um where is he? Charlton. Charlton, yeah. Charlton, yeah. Charlton. Mine went blank for a minute, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sad to see it, but I think probably best for him as well. Same as Lee. Best to see that he's off getting game time and playing football rather than at the moment spending a lot of time on the bench, not playing. And yeah, I think it's just best for him. Um, best for us really as well because I should think his wages are probably being paid by them as well yeah yes it seems a move like Lee's that benefits all parties involved and I think with Cholton as well pushing towards promotion that's the kind of club we want him at we want it well if there is any chance of him staying and and regaining his place in the starting squad he needs to be playing at a decent level at competing club which I think he has been injured for a while but I'm yeah. he's returning. But I think, yeah, he, he was a start in the majority of games under Boga. And it's going to be difficult to get him back into the side. But at the same exactly. time, he's a player that pretty much got us to League One. Uh, got us to the exactly. championship, sorry. Got us winning that yeah. uh, League One title. Because for me, he was as, as good as Stacey and Justin was. Yeah, exactly. And... I miss those balls that he played to to the wing backs. And the assist before the assist it was just yeah, he was the king of it. But yeah, I hope I hope he uh, if if we have seen him play as you know if, if we don't see him play again for us, I hope 
he he has a good move away from us and and gets game time wherever he is, like like what um McCormack's doing as well. Yeah, and it seems with Shinny, he was a, a great part of the squad as he seemed to get on with everybody. He, yeah. It was the same with Lee as well. They were both two big personalities within the changing room and players exactly. that made our new signings welcome and just an all-round good presence to have in that squad. And then the last poll was looking at Peter Chioso and whether we should have allowed him to head back out on loan, which I'm going to have to check my phone here because I think I stupidly made the poll run until about now. So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how that one ended up, but I think the majority of people were were saying that yeah, he should have he should be heading back out on loan. He's not quite ready yet. And but the, the reason that I put this one out was because of Bree's injury record, which we yeah. didn't know of until this season. Yeah. I think I think with that one it's it, it was a bit weird to see him come back and then the, you know with the as I said the Norris and Davies yeah <laughs> debacle and I think Obviously, I'm not surprised that people are saying that he definitely should have gone back out on loan if if it's still staying the results. Uh, majority of people thinking that. Um, yeah, I think it was 73% in the end that voted. Yeah. So, yeah, it was another quite convincing win. Yeah, exactly. So, and it doesn't surprise me because he, he needs to get experience. But I remember the uh, the Man United Cup game last season. He didn't look out of place in the team at all. You can no, see his inexperience, but... I think I think he could have done a job, but it would have been nice to have him here. Um, as you said, given Bree's injuries, um, but I think it's just good to see him out and getting game time elsewhere as well. And I guess that will make him ready for next season. He'll be competing yeah. for the starting spot next season, and given the way Bree's going, you probably will see him a more reliable option. Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe I think maybe Craney could move on at the end of the season. Maybe he could retire even. Um, so hopefully he'll be ready for us next season. And as I, uh, again, as I said earlier, with um, him playing National League last season to then League Two to League One, he's, you know, gaining experience at every single level he pretty much can. And then having played against Manchester United, he's He's getting good experience, so I hope I'm praying that we see him next season and he's ready for ready for championship football. Because Bolton was singing his praises. I think yeah. Northampton uh starting to as well. I'd seen um Keith Cole praise him about I think it was a nil-nil draw in his, his debut game. So it's good yeah. to see these positive reviews and I always yeah. look at the player ratings and and check how other clubs are viewing our players yeah. and the, typically with Osho as well and with um, Shinny players that have been out on loan it, it has been quite positive which is a really encouraging sign yeah exactly and um, obviously Jeff Stelling as well when we signed him was singing his praises I've um, actually um, one of the players at St Albans that I, I've sort of like I've, I've been with on a St Albans podcast. He um he was talking to me about Peter Kioso. Like he's um he's quite close with him, and you know, he was even saying like you you guys got a brilliant player there as well. So yeah, it's reassuring when you hear the professionals, well, well professional semi professional players who yeah. are involved in the game speak very highly of someone. Exactly. Yeah. And moving on from those polls to now Huddersfield on Saturday and. We can be quite confident going into that one, can't we? Yeah, I'm. I hope so. It's one of those ones where it's like could easily come away with it with a good win, or could be another one of those ones where we play well and fall short of scoring goals and concede like a a dodgy one nil loss. And don't quote me on this, but and I think our listeners will probably be able to correct me if I'm wrong too. But Huddersfield are the only side that we haven't lost to, excluding the three promoted clubs from last season. I, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking back to it, because I think we beat them both times last season. 
And obviously, we've got the draw early on this season. So I'm pretty sure. Oh, I see what you mean since being promoted. Yeah. Yeah. Since since being promoted in the championship, I think, excluding the three uh, Coventry, Rotherham, and Wickham, who were promoted. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm quite happy to be proved wrong if I am. Yeah. With that as well, when we played them in, I want to say October, November. I think so. Yeah. They, they really impressed me. They looked a good side that were going places under their new manager. Yeah, I mean, they've never looked like a bad side. It's just They just seem to be one of those teams that they've got some good players, got a, a well-respected manager, but just can't seem to find good form and can't seem to see out wins or, or just dominate a game, really. Because I, I think like they, they do look good, but... Just they, not getting the results to, to prove it, it seems. Exactly, a little, a little bit like Nottingham Forest, whereas they're, they're sort of changing their fortunes now, but it's just another one of those teams that just can't seem to put a, a run of games together and really get a foothold in the league. And I think Huddersfield have been dealt two massive injury blows from what I thought were their two best players from the reverse fixture. They've had Josh Caroma, who started left wing and gave Matty Pearson a horrible game. And yeah. I think it was the goal scorer as well now that they've got injured in Carol Whiting, their young player from Ireland, yeah. I think it is. They've been, yeah, they're both out for at least three or four months. So that's yeah. majorly contributed to to their downfall, really. And another thing I noticed from them is that how good their fullbacks were from the reverse fixture. They've got their Spanish player Pippa. Keeper. I don't know how you say it, but it's one of the two, I think. And um, Harry Toffolo, who was a player yeah. that I think we were linked with before when he was at Lincoln. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember that now. And I was thinking he's he's a sort of player that I would like to sign. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, one of those ones that we, sh- we should definitely be respecting because he's obviously a good enough player and. You know, he could he could easily cause problems for us. That's it. And the the thing with it as well, they're now without a win in six, lost five and drawn one of those. But what scares me is how we performed against QPR. Yeah, they I was were in gonna say that awful form. I think it was I think their run was even in double figures of the amount of games they hadn't they won. They were it. they were on nine games without a win, I think it was. So when my when my um Someone from my uni told me that. I was like, well, that's it. We've, we've lost. <laughs> yeah. And then they never... signed Charlie Austin as well. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. So, yeah. yeah. It could be another one of those banana skins where it's should realistically have a good game against them. But with us, with how inconsistent we can be, it could easily be a, another one of those banana skins where we slip up. Yeah. And... I'm sort of starting to disregard sort of all this on paper business because sort of the, the way we performed at, against Brentford, Blackburn and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. Three really, well, I want to say really good, but we, we still lost two of them, but decent yeah. performances considered to what we expected. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of those ones where on paper you can say anything, but you've got to transfer, like translate it into games and on paper, Bournemouth, Norwich, everyone was supposed to be storming the league. And it's only Norwich that are really storming, well, not even storming, getting getting a, a hold on the top of the league. But then you've got Swansea, you've got teams that you wouldn't expect on paper to be really pushing for automatics. And Bournemouth are in a bad run of form. So, yeah, on paper is one of those things that you really can't look at in this league. And, yeah, I think we're we're right to be looking forward to this month now after such a difficult difficult period in january of course we yeah exactly of course we it will be difficult to say how many points we think we'll get but if you had to put a number on it what would you say in the six games in in february because on Huddersfield, Birmingham, cardiff stoke Millwall, wednesday or could could easily get a few wins out of these games, but after after the way this month has gone, only only three points 
obviously only out of three games. It's it's not the worst form, but there's just a few banana skins in this in this in this month. I, I I'm not confident for the away games at, at um, Birmingham and Stoke, and I think Cardiff could easily be another one of those ones where we uh, could easily just get beaten. But again, can't really look at it on paper, but with our away form. I'm not feeling too confident for the away games and I think even Sheffield Wednesday and yeah, I I think we could probably come away with maybe hopefully 10 points. Yeah, I was going to say anything in the double double digits would probably be respectable. Yeah. I think I think if we if we hit maybe 10 to 12 points I'll be I'll be quite happy with a month because the way the uh, league is looking we could be a teeny bit worried if we uh if we don't pick up form, because obviously we're only 10 points ahead of uh, Rotherham who are 22nd. And that only takes a few, a few games, uh, a few losses. And with um, all three of the teams in the bottom three with uh, games in hand, our season could change quite quickly and we could be sort of fighting for safety again. That's it. it. It all changes so quick that yeah, we 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 take three wins in a row now, and we're probably close to the playoffs again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're we're not even far away. We're only well, yeah, nine points away from Bournemouth in sixth. So could easily could easily change either way if we uh, hit a good run of form. Um, I'm fairly neutral about the month of February because could easily lose three or four games there and could easily win three or four games. So. Yeah, yeah, but I'd, I'd definitely say that it's still a very, very good time to be a hatter right now with the signings, with where we actually are in the table and just with the where the club is in general and off, off the pitch as well as on. Well, that just about concludes our first ever podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening and hopefully yeah, thank this you. doesn't uh, become the, the only other podcast we do. Hopefully this becomes <laughs> something that we do every week. And also a big thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech for our intro and be sure to check out his website for any royalty-free music you need. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.